Welcome to the John Corbin Podcast. My name is John Corbin. This is a show of meaningful conversations where I sit down with artists, thinkers, and interesting people to tell stories on the themes of creativity, inspiration, community, and learning together. You can find out more about the podcast at my website, johncorbinmusic.com, and you can find me on social media. My Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram handles are at John Corbin Music. That's J-O-N-C-O-R-B-I-N. That's right. There is no H. Finally, we are Patreon supported. You can find out more at patreon.com slash John Corbin. Your Patreon support is greatly appreciated. It not only allows the show to keep running, but allows it to reach for higher levels. If you want to provide monthly support, there are no tiers. You can just pay what you choose. And that gives you access to bonus material around the podcast, but also exclusive creative work like new songs, poems, essays, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the John Corbin Podcast. I am John Corbin. So thankful that you could join us as we are getting this podcast going. If you can like, share, favorite, and subscribe, please tell a friend or two about this conversation series. I think it's really going to be edifying for people. That's my hope. Today on the pod, we've got another pre-COVID conversation. Um, so this is something I recorded before quarantine and the world shut down and has changed. Um, but I think it's another valuable one for creatives and, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Mark Dirksen, rapper, YouTuber, video editor, creative, and I definitely call him a lyricist. I think you're really going to enjoy some of the stories that he tells as we dig into what it's like on the come up, some of the frustrations that happen when you're making music in the process of being creative and uh, finding ways to connect when you feel out of place. To me, Mark is not out of place in my music collection. He gets heavy rotation. My kids love his music. I think they love it because he's honest and he's funny. And he's been doing good work for a while. And like I've said before with this pod, you know and some folks you need to know. Mark is definitely someone you need to know. So uh, jump in as we talk to Mark Dirksen. It's the John Corbin Podcast. I'm John Corbin here with my special guest. Who are you? Hello, hello. My name is Mark Dirksen. Welcome, Mark. We're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, okay, Mark, what do you do? I do a lot of things. I am a husband. I have some jobs that I, that I do, like two part-time jobs. And when I have time, I try to write, record, and perform some raps. That, that sums it up, yeah. Mark, who do you keep close to you? I, I mean, definitely my wife, um, first and foremost. And I, close, um, I have family out in St. Catharines, so... I definitely, they mean a lot to me and I only visit them maybe like once every two months. It kind of works out too. Um, and do some like video, video chatting a little bit in between. So I, I hold them close to my heart. I'm not close to them geographically very much. And I also have uh, some friends that uh, I, I hold close. Among them are uh, you and Origin, two people I collaborate with musically pretty often. Yeah. That's right. Mark, what inspires you? So musically speaking, I think I'm inspired by like really good rapping and catchy melodies. I like 
cool electronic instrumentation uh, and even musically and then also from a broader sense i i'm inspired by the the gospel i feel like that's the stereotypical christian answer but it's probably like it's probably a good thing to to be inspired by the gospel um just like the idea that there like there's a god who loves me and uh, takes initiative in in drawing me close in holding me close uh, to go back to the the last question and yeah i also you know what something that inspired me that you said uh, the other day was when we were talking about release dates and, and projects and um, what to work on. You had said, you know what, just like if, you, if you're just being consistent and working on music, the release dates for projects and, and what the projects are, that'll sort of sort it themselves out. And I think I felt like a lot of freedom in just hearing that, that like, mm. okay, I, I don't need to have like this sort of bigger, like broader plan in place um and be like tied down to these things i can just work on music and release stuff when it comes yeah that was that was a really fun fun thing you shared oh thank you so i'm i'm inspiring that's great that's right yeah that's what i said (laughs) uh this would be a good vehicle for my podcast i just have people on to tell me how i've inspired them Mm -hmm. that's right that yeah yeah all right last question for our rapid fire bio Mm -hmm. one word to describe yourself i picked creative I didn't know what else. I, I feel like that applies. I like to create things. I always have I like making stuff creative. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you have the word to describe yourself. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you what I say about you okay. to other people. Okay. All right. Yeah. I always discuss Mark as a very creative person. Hey, okay. I got it right. <laughs> yes. It's like the matching game. Yeah, yeah. What I dig about you is uh, actually what I've seen from the jump is the work that you've done is always always in authentic- authenticity. It's always born in authenticity or it's always authentic, I guess is a oh, cleaner cool. way to say it. Yeah. You, to me, you always strike me as someone that is unafraid to be yourself, um, which has like a really silly element to it. Mm. Um, but because of the authenticity you don't mind being yourself. You don't mind being silly. You're just fun. And what I found is over the years and knowing you and working with you is that is very attractive to people. That level of fun and authenticity, it's disarming. So it gets people open. Hmm. Um, I've seen you rap for audiences that don't know a lot about hip hop Hmm. and, and it's, and it's really endearing or, or, or they really latch onto it. Hmm. And what amazes me about it is that lyrically, you are excellent oh, thank you. with your writing, wordplay, all the stuff that like hip hoppers look for that, you know, if you're listening to this pod and you're not really a hip hopper, mm-hmm. you know, as you're taking a listen to Mark's music, just listen for the complexities of the rhymes and the uh, imagery, what he's putting together. Uh, it has always really struck me. And so that makes me a fan, like a true mm-hmm. fan. Uh, and it's one of those things where I get defensive if you would, if you are, you know, want to dismiss Mark for the silliness mm. or, you know, your lack of melanin and miss the lyricism uh, and the real mm. complex way that you write. Uh, it's always it's always impressed me. So uh, it's a it's a combination that very few people can pull off. And so when I talk about when I talk about you behind your back. I'm often talking about how you're able to put a real true hip hop expression 
into a really fun package. And that's oh, really cool. neat to see. Man, John, I, you just blessed me really hard right there. Yeah, I, I, I will receive that. Thank you. Thank you for those words. Yeah, man. Super affirming. You know, this, this pod is about people that inspire me and also talking about inspiration. And so, yeah, so it's been a real treat to work with you as a part of Lost and Found Music since, mm-hmm. oh boy. Well, I guess we'll get into that, but yeah. I've been a part of the label since 2016, right. first as a creative director and then as, a, as an artist. Um, and I know that the story that you brought today talks about, you know, how you met a bunch of us. But before we get into that, I always ask uh, my guests, because I rarely remember, how did we first meet? Yeah. So we we first met electronically through email. So I actually, I, I encountered you before you encountered me. I was looking for Shad features on YouTube you know, as you do, once you've listened to Shad's <laughs> repertoire, you're like, okay, where where else has he rapped on? Because I haven't, I'm not done taking in this guy's bars. I uh, have done the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually, I found uh, a spit hot fire. So that I found, I it, it was, I found spit hot fire, the song, as, and that is, that's your song, actually. Yeah, from, 20, from 2010. It's still about community and it's still about unity. Relationships, the foundation for this piece. So we're gonna break it down. Ha! I feel on the verge of revelation. Going to submerge, no hesitation. Take the plunge like besties. Let me find my own style. Refuse to go gently into the dying of the light. It's the dark night. Gotta fight for those who wanna get right. In the rain, snow, sleet, and hail. Go on a tirade like Christian Bale. Joker MC's trying to act. Yeah, so I remember listening to it and being like, oh yeah, there's Shad. And like, wait, like I knew Braille. I was like, oh, Braille's on here? And like, I knew. I had listened to like a direct project too. So was direct was on there. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, Oh, who's all these people? Who's John Corbin? Stuff like that. Um, so then, then I was at a, a, a conference and I saw, uh, ill seer Cyril Garrett there. Uh, he did like a, a freestyle rap. And so I thought, Whoa, there's this like the other hip hopper. Um, Oh, he was on spit hot fire too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the guy. Th- this is a guy from Spit Hot Fire. There's like a million rappers on that track, and so I they went up to him cut. afterward. Yeah, man. Um, talked to him. So we connected via email, and he said, "Hey, I'm going to get you in touch with this guy, who's like the king of Christ Hop connections in the area." <laughs> and that that is almost word for word what he said. Yeah, definitely the word king was in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he, he connected us via email and we, we started chatting from there. Yeah. So, so then I'm, my timing's going to be fuzzy because, um, I, you recently sent me that email I was looking for it. So that was from 2012. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had two kids then. And then yes. in 2014, I went up to, uh, five kids. Yeah. That's uh, more than a hundred percent increase. Yes. Yes, it was uh, it was violent that shift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's things pre triplets that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but within that uh, within that frame, 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. um, someone from my church uh, came to me uh, in the in the fall. I remember because they said, "Have you ever heard of Mark Danger?" Oh. And okay. And I was um, again again you're gonna have to forgive the foggy memory i either said yes or no i i can't remember one of the two um but 
they told me that they had been at a camp that summer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Joy Bible Camp, would that be it? No, it was no? Uh, it's called Camp Crossroads. Camp Crossroads. Okay. Yeah. So they had been up there with their family or some of their family. Mm-hmm. Um, that that woman, they have more kids than we do. So uh, we are friends yeah. <laughs> and they, they help us feel normal. Yeah. And uh, she mentioned that, that she had saw, saw, seen this performance uh, from a Mark Danger and right. and loved the, the vibe of it mm-hmm. and thought, oh, like you should connect with John Corbin. But I don't know if she told you that. No. But she def- came okay, home cool. and told me about this guy. So you know you know what it was? Um, okay. So I, I was at the camp for the summer um, and the week that they were there, I was like running the craft hut. Um, okay. And so I was, you know, the hut full of crafts. People are drawing <laughs> pictures and building birdhouses and stuff. And you, you got to have a you got to have a soundtrack, right? You got to have music. So I had my iPod. This was back in the days of iPods. And I was just like spinning tunes off of the iPod. And I had some of your stuff on there. So, um, yeah, the, I, this this one lady came up to me and was like, you're playing John Corbin. Where do you know John oh. Corbin from? So I was like, Oh, well, I don't know him personally, but he, uh, I, I have some of his music. Yeah. So that was, that, that was how we connected. Okay. Uh, me and that, the, the, the other lady. So she recognized the, she recognized the tunes. She recognized the tunes. Right. And then she said, yeah, his, his wife was my midwife. And I thought that was an interesting connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's delivered a couple of their kids, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's okay. So so you didn't perform. You were just you were playing. Music. You know what? I I I might have. I I I might have. It might have happened. Um, but I, it was definitely a connection made over over your your tunes. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into your story, um, something that came up from your brief bio you talked about st Catharines, which is um you know where you mm-hmm. you came up yes but uh where are you living now what do you what are you doing now so i am living i'm living in toronto ontario and what am i doing now i am um you know what i'm i'm working some jobs and i'm trying to make some music and uh you know what? I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hang out with my wife. I have some friends. I've got a small group going on. Uh, this is like a, a, a Bible study, a, a small group of people studying the Bible study. If, if you don't know that lingo. Um, and that, that's, that's the bulk of what I do. Uh, so I, I'm in terms of, yeah, where I work, I, I, I work at my church and I do like some, different roles there i work at a local nonprofit too um doing communications there and that's that's about it yeah okay so uh, and what brought you to toronto what brought me to toronto you know what it was it was a feeling that god was calling me here that mm-hmm. yeah um i you know what i was in st Catharines, and i had already made a decision that you know music is really important to me it's it's more than just a hobby it's i i consider it to be a sort of ministry um and and i thought you know what saint Catharines is like a great place to do this but 
at some there was some point when I just couldn't shake the feeling that I was supposed to go to Toronto. So, yeah, there are, there are some situations. I, w- I wonder how many situations I can actually point back to and say, like, you know what? I really felt like the prompting of God in that time. And there are a few. Um, but when I think back to my move to Toronto, yeah, I like it didn't come. It didn't come from any discontentment in St. Catharines. I didn't feel I had never felt a need to, like, get out of like a, a smaller type city and move to a larger type city. It was, yeah, kind of took me by surprise, but just a, just kind of a intangible felt need to, uh, that felt, 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 felt thought that this was where I was to be. Yeah. Yeah. I get that for sure. This intuition conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm having one of those right now in okay. my life, but I haven't figured out what to do with it yet. Right. So feel is, this urge is so. is this a good place to talk about it or is that for sure awful? okay yeah i mean it it's always interesting to to see things in in progress or, mm-hmm. or or to discuss things in progress um but yeah california is is just something that uh sparks in me pretty much every time i hear the word or cities within it california um, yeah okay like yeah, it's go oh, ahead go, no you go ahead um yeah it's it is sort of born from i mean even even things that you might might seem inconsequential like as a seven-year-old uh you know seven eight nine deciding that i wanted to cheer for the san francisco 49ers um uh you know, my interest in sports as a, as a young person, as a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, cheering for Californian teams, um, getting into hip hop and really gravitating to, uh, Californian underground music, mm. uh, from like the Tunnel Rats to LA Symphony to like Jurassic Five, yeah. uh, the Visionaries, Beat Junkies, Soup the Chemist. It just, yeah, a lot of, what what I would you know a lot of my musical home is sort of in that sort of underground scene and then like some of the church stuff that's happening there's some really neat uh, churches that are exploring like community outreach and even you know like spiritual gifts like if you're a person of faith you know like the idea of prophecy and that kind of stuff there's just some neat things happening uh, and mm. I want to go but it's always been like I want to go and do all the things. Like I want to do sports. I want to visit some of these rappers yeah. um, that I've built relationships with. Uh, and I want to see these churches and I honestly could tour the entire state. Yeah. Oh, and like San Diego is just like, even as a kid, like cheering for Tony Gwynn, but now, you know, one of my favorite bands, Switchfoot is based out of there and mm-hmm. Namas isn't too far away in Oceanside. And it just sounds yeah. like perfect weather. And for someone who has, you know, seasonal affective disorder living in Canada, the winters are, are brutal and it would just be nice to have yeah. some warm weather. And, and it's all yeah. instinctual, you know, um, and mm-hmm. I've only developed relationships with people further since then. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. putting that out there, not sure when it's happening. I obviously with five kids, I can't pack up for a month and, and tour the state, yeah, yeah. but there's something there. And so I'm just trying to figure it out. Oh, cool. When you, when you, at first, when you said California, I thought like, Oh, did he mean like, does he mean he wants to move there? But it's as, <laughs> as, as you talked about, it, it sounds like maybe just a visit. Uh, at least to start, there's at a couple of start, times okay. where I, where my wife and I just talk about hopping a plane 
and just yeah. going on an adventure <laughs> and yeah. seeing what happens. Cool. Maybe meeting somebody or you know using the relationships we have there. Um, mm-hmm. It's not uh, uncommon for people to have dreams. Just when you're, uh, you know, with two careers and and businesses and kids, it's uh, it's a difficult. It's harder to move. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Whoa! Exciting I don't. Stuff. I, cool. I don't. I don't hold anything. Like I don't. Uh, I don't dismiss anything. I would mm-hmm. say that. Sure. Well, this is uh, talking about my dreams, which is great. Yeah. Thanks. For, thanks for the question. Yep. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about how we've met. So, yeah, so now we're going to move to your story. I I asked the guests to come with a story about a place where we've collaborated, served, or worked together, Mm -hmm. and how that relates to the idea of creativity or inspiration or community or learning uh, or all of the above. And so, Mark Dirksen, your story for us is... Sure. You know what? So this will be the first time we've met in person and you had invited me and like a bunch of other people you knew to collaborate on a, you called it the Runaway Band Camp. Um, so it was basically a, a writer's event where um, people you knew who were like into production or writing would get together, work on some songs and uh, see what came of it. So yeah, I was, I was excited to be, be a part of this thing. Um, to meet you, you know, in person for the first time and meet some other people. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it took place over a weekend. It was, was it in Milton? It was in Milton. Yeah. Uh, at my house and at my church. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember, um, it was the first time that I'd had like, you know, an, a, a very short time span to write a verse in. I'm used to really taking my time to you know sometimes a verse will come together over the course of a a month or I'll work on it for a while put it down for a year and come back to it just kind of like piece things together really slowly I think that's how I typically tend to write but this was like okay well we got the beat and everyone's got to get a verse by the end of the evening so I remember you know trying to write uh the best thing that I could and you know I was really happy with what turned out so it kind of it was it was a surprising that I was able to actually produce something um that I was happy with uh in the time limit that was yeah that was definitely an exciting time so I think I learned that I can write within a time limit but I I don't I wouldn't say that I've taken that knowledge and applied it to my craft moving forward i think i typically tend to just go with uh you know what take it take it slow take it easy there's not a rush like you can you can just work it work on it until until it's right and not not have to rush with it so i think that's something like creatively like a cool creative experience that i had there uh, at the band camp and then like in you, you had mentioned community too i i remember coming coming there for the first time and arriving and uh, coming into the room and feeling like feeling a little out of place. Um, so I, I come from St. Catharines, which maybe the demographics has have changed since uh, I, I left there uh, a number of years ago. But I definitely grew up being the visible majority um, for pretty much pretty much any any situation um, that I would be in. Uh, even even like musically, um, all the rappers that I knew out there were white and uh, worked with. So 
I think coming into a room and it's there's like it's pretty much all black people and then there's this one white guy who looks like he's you know fits in and is like already knows people talking and chatting with everyone I felt like a little out of place like I would need to I would need to somehow prove myself that I belonged there as well um, and you're you're talking about uh, Brett Clausen. Brett, I am right? talking about Brett Clausen. Yeah, um, that's the guy that that you felt like fit in. I that that is the guy. Yeah, cool. And guy. had you met any of the other artists there no, before? I, no, I hadn't met anyone. Um, so I believe everyone was new, new for me then. Yeah, so there there wasn't like a a relational point of connection there for me. Um, yeah, so in that room, we would say uh, it's all sort of local or Ontario rappers. Yeah. Uh, Origin was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creo. Scribe. Scribe. Uh, Jeremy or was there, uh, who goes by Rodney. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Rodney Hall, now known as Rodney. Yeah. Um, he, Jermaine he didn't Wall. perform. Yeah, Jermaine was there. I think your brother was there. That would be great. He's he's upstairs right now as we record this. Oh, right on. Um, I don't I don't remember. I Maybe he was. Um, Crisis was supposed to join us, um, but he he was delayed that night. So we all wrote for the one song that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crisis is also of uh, the Caucasian persuasion. Yes, um, but someone I had I'd rapped with before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that covers. And Il Seer also was on the song, but he didn't record until the next day as well. So That's it was right. just sort of this ball of young people with energy. And yeah, you were yeah. yeah completely new to the group. I should also say with your creativity piece is that there it's not just writing a verse. Like there are parameters on the song. Like you had to incorporate your name in there and you had to end That's your true. verse with uh, Spit Hot Fire. Spit Hot Fire. Yeah. Which is actually good. You know what? I, I feel like those uh, limitations or those like th- that gives some nice structure to work with rather than just being completely free. Interesting. Yeah. That's why actually, so this is a bit of an aside, but I I find it a lot easier to write raps than something like free verse poetry. I feel like the grid of the, the, the beat is really helpful for me to coalesce ideas around, whereas I feel a lot more um, disoriented if I can just do whatever and say whatever. Yeah. Have you been in any experiences like that since where parameters have been imposed on you? We have to write like this? So, you know what? I sometimes do it myself. When That I'll was my think, next question. Yeah. You know, when, when I'll think, um, like, I want this song to be about this. And this is what the song's about. So I, 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 gotta, I gotta have something about this theme in, like, every bar or every other bar. And like sort sort of sort of stick to a, a theme or topic for a song. Like, I think that that sometimes helps. Interesting. Okay, that's that's uh, that edifies me because I don't know if I've ever imposed on myself like that. Hmm. But I am always looking for ways to sort of jumpstart my writing. So maybe yeah. that's something I'll try. Yeah. Okay. Go for it, man. Okay, back to your story. Oh yeah, back to the story. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm in this room and uh, it seems like people, I mean, definitely people don't look like me. Uh, they, they talk very differently or slightly differently. And I even had like, so I have a, a memory of I was in a worship team, worship band at some church service out in Niagara area. 
and uh, there was like a group of um, migrant workers there um, who were all black and they uh, kind of took over the after the service they basically sort of took over the band and and did their own set and it was really fun like the music was um, really awesome but they were trying to get me to play bass in uh, so I was playing bass in the band and they were trying to get me to play it in more of a reggae style and I just I I couldn't get it so I ended up having to uh, I was I was basically asked to pass my bass along to someone else who could play properly Um, and so I was yeah dismissed from the band so I definitely had this sense that you know what like um black music I I just don't fit in um Mm. like I can kind of I can kind of approximate it um but uh even 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 hip-hop like I can I can sort of do my thing but um the the black community they're like the originators and they're the cultural torch holders and gatekeepers and um yeah i just i don't really measure up um so yeah i think that's kind of how i felt coming into the into the group and even even i I didn't even think i was going to be rapping i thought i was just going to be uh playing keys on on beats but was even feeling like you know nervous about that and how i would hope hope that i can do something to prove myself um but yeah, I and so I have that memory of of walking into the room for the first time, um, of full of strangers, and then I have this other memory, sort of after like over the course of that evening, when everyone was writing their verses, and then we're all in a room sharing them together, and I don't remember feeling uncomfortable or out of place. I just remember us like laughing and. Um, applauding each other's verses and talking about hip hop and having a really fun time. So I feel like through this like shared creative experience, at least on my end, there are some like walls and, and barriers that, that came down for me. I didn't really think too hard about it at the time, but I, thinking back on it, that was a, that was a really cool experience uh, community wise for that reason. Wow. Wow. I I had no idea about any of that history. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I did, did. I don't think I told anyone about it. So there, you, you hear it, hear it for the first time. Yes, podcast exclusive. That's right. It does sort of frame what Cyril was talking about to you in that email. Um, not about me being the king, um, mm. but more about the connection. Yeah. Um, it's something that uh, I had been thinking about for a while for for a number of years actually is how to bring connection between these different artists and and when i got into the hip-hop scene i was trying to pay attention to hip-hop holistically and not just worry about the christian subset because that was a real uh challenge for a lot of I think for a lot of faith-based people is to only sort of look at Christians or to talk about the, hmm. you know, Christian hip hop. And, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we exist, we, my philosophy is just, you know, a Christian is a Christian in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily its own subgenre, but we have to do right by the culture because the culture has a history and a mission that's mm-hmm. necessary to uphold if you're going to represent the culture properly. That's right, yeah. So the people that came before me, they understood that and they were known in 
sort of both circles. Yeah. Uh, and so that was something that I wanted to do. But I also recognized that as they got older, their connections weren't as strong. Their relational connections weren't as strong. Hmm. And I and I had wondered, not in, in criticism of them, but what would it look like for the next generation if there was uh, a mentor or somebody holding it down, um, trying to keep those connections and keep yeah. people you know, strong together. Bless As I had a couple of kids and started to feel sort of my energy and moved to, and moving to Milton, too, where there wasn't a lot of creative energy for someone sure. that was into hip hop. Yeah. So you're looking at like 2010, my second child gigging. It's hard to make music. The music I am making is not being as well received because, uh, you know, I'm not great at promotion and all this stuff. And hmm. in the meantime, in 2011, I had started a group with Brett Clausen, then known as DJ Clutch and Crisis, who were part of this runaway band camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were called the Custodians. Oh, yeah. And that was started for me like a, in a, like from a spiritual intuition of just like mentoring. Yeah, I wanted to mentor these people. What is a better way to do that than to work together and mm-hmm. people can watch us work. So so I put that group together and we did some shows and it was a lot of fun. So, you know, just thinking about other and, and doing shows with the custodians is where I met guys like Creo and Scribe and, and Origin, who I need to have on the pod as well, because yes. he has shout out a to unique Origin. way that we've met. Yeah. Shout out to Origin. Get us some more music, buddy. Yeah, man. Waiting on it. Yeah, maybe after he gets married. Uh, yeah, because he's got important things going on. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, something that um, something that I've always tried to do is 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 bring people together to work creatively. Mm. So that band camp, in a, sen- a sense, like it was going to be a, a last hurrah for me. You were writing some songs, and I had some different ideas for a project that I didn't wind up following through on but we did make that song which was really impressive to me yeah um but i had brought everyone together to kind of say that i'm pretty much done making music for myself (laughs) because we're about to have triplets yeah yeah and so i dropped that news on everyone yeah and i don't think they heard anything else i said after that (laughs) (laughs) but it was really this idea like i'm here for y'all now yeah yeah and my memory in in the Friday night when we got together, we we ate at my place. We went over to the church. I talked. I you know gave a talk to the group about um, why we were here and what I wanted to do. I told them about the triplets and I said, "Let's make some music." Um, so there was the there was the main room where we were were meet uh, meeting, or and then on the second floor of the church, and then the room where we were recording was the nursery, mm-hmm. which is so fitting. Uh, considering oh, yeah, I the number that. of babies yeah, we're about to have. So <laughs> what people would do is they would write in the main room and then go into the nursery to record. Yeah. So when they'd come back, then they would tell people about their verse. Like then they would right, share their right. rhymes, right? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so I was engineering and Brett was engineering. And so I wasn't really in that main room to hear people's reaction. Mm-hmm. But you could see the energy as each person would go back into the room. The energy yeah. would just get louder and louder. And like yeah, yeah. J- Jeremy yeah, no. Rodney Hall was like one of the biggest ones for that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's that is my memory of the evening as well. Right. So then you go in to the main room after you drop your verse. And I've never heard you spit before. Right. And so I watch you go in from the hallway into this into this room and the doors closed yeah and i can hear jeremy screaming (laughs) 
Yeah. And he's like jumping up and down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And no, and right. like Scribe is there like clapping and like everyone is just like surrounding you with this approval. Yeah. Of how dope your verse was. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to pipe it into the podcast here oh, so people okay, can hear yeah, it. But let's do it. That is the that when I heard like that moment yeah. is when I realized, OK, I've done something good here. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you are relentlessly collaborative, and it's, uh, it is, it is a blessing to me and the music community for sure. Yeah. Word. All right, we're gonna take a break and uh, be back with my story on the John Corbin podcast. We're back on the John Corbin podcast. I'm here with Mark Dirksen, and uh, Mark has told us his story, and uh, I'm going to tell mine. What you got for us? Summer 2017. Mm-hmm. We are now label mates. Yes. Uh, I got signed to Lost and Found in the beginning of 2017, and uh, I joined the crew with uh, Rodney, who's um, sort of coming and going a bit, um, and then Origin and yourself. Yeah. Now, before getting into that story, the seeds or my understanding of lost and found the record label Mm -hmm. came from that runaway band camp in 2014 um that friday night jermaine pulled me aside and said i'm thinking of starting a record label Mm -hmm. interestingly that was the first time we were meeting right uh origin brought him yeah okay and so that was a really neat thing to sort of break bread and and to watch him work and he and he's looking out into the the group of rappers and artists and he says i'm thinking about starting a record label and i want to sign origin and i want to sign jeremy Hmm. and i was like great well you know i know origin a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't know jeremy but whatever you need um and so i've always sort of i've watched lost and found uh be birthed and evolved and i've always marked it because it's the same age as my triplets oh okay sort of born in the latter half of 2014 and yeah yeah and watched them make music and you know went to shows where origin and jeremy performed and then um when did you join the label um it was okay i want to say 2015 okay like fall 2015 that's my guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you've been you've been uh on the ride for a while as well. Yes, that's right. So we decide that we want to do a weekend of making music and Jer- Jermaine and I are looking everywhere for uh, an Airbnb that mm-hmm. would sleep all of us um i guess there's six of us if 
We include our engineer mm-hmm. uh, and producer, Adam Pondang. Yeah. And we're just looking for enough space and, you know, all the requirements that will have six, six guys. Yeah. And we are striking out. And so in desperation, I thought, well, maybe here in Milton, there might be some of my friends at Cottage that wouldn't mind if they're not around, mm-hmm. um, that we could use their space and we could rent it. And, you know, we're all nice guys and treat their, their house nicely and all that kind of stuff. And so I emailed yeah. two people and I got a response back from my friend Lori straight away. Right. Totally use my place. Yeah. Uh, my parents who live with me are at their cottage and I need to get away anyway. So I'm going to go for a canoe trip and you can use our place. Man, was, shout out to Lori. Yes. Thank you so much. So wicked. much good music came from that weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stuff that hasn't even, ha- has yet to be realized. Yet to drop. Um, so yeah, so everyone came out to Milton, which was great for me because, you know, I still had the young kids and so I could come work with you during the day and then head home. Um, so I'm checking in and out. You guys are staying over in Milton and having a great time and, and it's really a wonderful, uh, time of connection. Yeah. I'm trying to remember there's a song that you wrote Mm -hmm. that hasn't, has yet to be completed. Yeah. You're talking about chasing clouds. I'm talking about chasing clouds. Okay, so then you worked on this demo of a tune yeah, called Chasing Clouds. Yes. And how you did it was get on the piano right. and sing at the same time right. and then do a rap verse while playing the piano. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And there's no beat or anything. It is just like, here's, here's the tune, here's the idea I have. Yeah. And it's just this solo piano piece mm-hmm. with you singing and then a really interesting verse. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, so what, what is the song about? Uh, okay. So the song is about, um, the idea of like chasing dreams. I feel like in, in society today, we like to talk a lot about like dreams and like having big dreams, uh, and, and pursuing like life goals and stuff like that. And, and idealizing that. And I think like I was just trying to um, process the question of like, well, like what happens when you feel like you don't have time for that? Or you um, are wondering if you're like actually what you're dreaming for and striving for is good or if you're doing that in the right way. So I think like, um, yeah, trying to write a piece that is more like questioning and and skeptical and uh processive about the idea of dream chasing rather than just uh go for it you can do it which i think is what we get a lot you once once somebody says go for it then there's actually the process of living it out which can be very frustrating is that right yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah so i i I was just trying to work work through that in in a song do you remember when you wrote that tune I don't remember when I wrote it. It would have been short. It would have been not too long before that that band camp thing. Yeah. Uh, so sort of in that year, you processing like you've moved to Toronto at this point, mm-hmm. and and what what is this dream I'm chasing? What is this dream I'm following? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, th- this is my advantage of of working with you. But mm-hmm. there's a a series of tunes that you wrote, sort of reflecting the artist's struggle and frustration that I think that you did really effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I want to say that you write frustration well. 
<laughs> okay, cool. And, <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, I don't know if that's fair to say because I don't think that's totally you. I just think it's a it's a layer of you that um, I wasn't yeah. expecting. Like when we had you know the iteration of Mark Danger and you know you know I've got time and I've got life and and I can try and 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 right. shake your booty in the house. You know, a song that just says that over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah, it's super fun. I I think that I think that you're in your growth. You've learned how to write frustration well. Cool, man. And I really hope that people get to hear some of these songs including chasing clouds okay so this this song really impresses me and it's hard to put my finger on yeah. um, but i remember being in that in that session and and watching it happen um mm. hearing you rap over the piano only and we weren't we were trying to figure out what to do with it musically mm-hmm. and we have never figured out what to do with it musically yeah no it's still it's still a cloud that is being chased as it were as it were the you know it it there were other songs that came from that uh, music camp and mm-hmm. um, they've gone through various iterations as well as you've continued to sort of look through what your what your sound is mm-hmm. the song sat there f- for a while and we weren't sure what to do with it and then mm-hmm. you know you've worked with uh, a couple of different producers and and stuff just didn't work out that's right that, yeah that's fair to say yeah yep it's no shade on either of them this stuff happens all the time mm-hmm. um even even with me i've made a run at it and i'm not convinced that that i've got it hmm. i actually just love the piano version maybe that's all it's maybe that's all it was meant to be but it's, it's interesting the... watching um a song evolve or sort of go through this through this journey mm-hmm. um because you know there is some frustration in the tune and I'm sure there's been some frustration uh, trying to ev- evolve the sound. Mm-hmm. Where, like, where does this sit with you right now? Um, I, well, like, I, it's been it's been a long time. So that band, that uh, gathering that you were talking about, that was back in 2017. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while that I've been trying to work on this song and, and get it right. And, um, yeah, it, it is a little frustrating that it hasn't happened yet. I feel like, you know, what there'll be when it, when it happens, it'll be the right time for it to. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, I, I have this song that I've written and I really do like it. Um, but, uh, I would love for there to be some kind of, uh, production around it that, um, just uh just fits with it and you know what part of it is i it's it's written to have like actual singing parts i think his previously when i would do like um in a lot of the songs that i write like i'll maybe do a few like melodic stuff but it's not anything like really hardcore singing but uh which works for me because i i don't feel very comfortable singing on stage i like rapping i feel very confident about rapping at this point in my life but um when it comes to like actually carrying a tune live on a microphone and my belief that it would be something compelling for other people or something worth listening to like i i don't really see that in myself musically so um maybe like maybe this this song is just waiting for me to actually develop the the vocal chops required to um 
to do it justice. So I'm actually, I'm taking singing lessons. Um, oh. I, I started that this year. Yeah. Cool. It's, it's kind of low key. It's just once a month. Um, I have like a, a 30 minute lesson with somebody that I know. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've been working on that. So I actually, I brought, I brought this song to her, um, at, at this month's lesson. And so we worked through some of the issues in that song and, you know, I'll keep, keep going for it. It'd be great to be able to sing well. Um, I, I sometimes like envy people who, who can do it well, or especially if it just seems to come naturally, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. See, see how it goes. And I've always seen, you know, I have friends that are professional musicians that also take music lessons. I always see that as working as an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're unfamiliar, if one is unfamiliar with Mark's work, um, checking out at the project, even this could be home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's songs like Alone and, um, or even, even the Mark Danger stuff on Bandcamp, you know, Time in Life. Like there's a range for you. There's a, there's a place for what, you sing that works Mm -hmm. so i just see it as like you trying to elevate your game yeah maybe to fit some more confidence is that is that fair to say yeah confidence and uh and i mean confidence and execution (laughs) Um, right maybe that just means that it's confidence i don't know we'll see but yeah i would love to it'd it'd be it'd be nice to have a singing voice that i'm like proud of right yeah and you know i think in, in working as a you know a pro- executive producer and producer on your on your first project, mm-hmm. um, which is now only available on CD. Yeah, true. <laughs> and there's only like four of them left. Oh wow! <laughs> limited <laughs> so edition, super limited. Um, you wrote the hook for the song "Really Mean," which uh, you, I remember you didn't feel comfortable with, so we passed that to Drew Brown, which was a good move. Yeah, but what it shows me is you have sensibilities there in terms of songwriting. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't know until you told the story about um, the church that you played bass as well. Mm. Oh, like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I so I, you know what, I used to be in a band before I was Mark Danger. I was I was a the bassist and, ironically, lead vocalist of a, of a band <laughs> that I had with some friends. So, what was the band called? We were called The Chips. The Chips. The Chips. I love yeah. it. And what kind of music did you play? Man, it was a gong show of uh <laughs> I, I say that fondly. Um there was like that, that when I started rapping actually, I tried to sneak some like hip hop bars into it, some like rocks stuff, pop, dancey, uh kind of just anything. Um yeah, it was a lot of fun. There were costumes and costume changes and uh, all kinds of stuff. Confetti. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Confetti. Yeah. It was was a whole thing. How old were you? Um, How old was I? So I started during my undergrad. Um, So I would have been maybe like maybe we formed when I was 18, something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. The chips. The chips. I tell you stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have like a highlight gig from the chips? Uh, so I have one that that stands out in my memory um, because so we were it was at Scene Fest, I believe, in St. Catharines, which doesn't happen anymore. I think Scene Fest is done, um, but we were uh-huh. playing. 
it was like past midnight at some bar like in downtown St. Catharines and we had this kind of like uh we we're going to end our set with this sort of marchy um pomp kind of song and the idea was to <laughs> it was it was a bad idea um we were going to throw confetti uh so <laughs> just to give like a bit of visual context um our guitarist is wearing a shark costume that he made himself um oh at the my time gosh. Um, and so we, I just like cut up a whole bunch of little bits of paper and we threw them and it turns out that the floor was sticky. So we (laughs) had to like, basically after our set, while like the drunk bartender is, you know, cussing at us for holding things up, basically spend like 15 minutes awkwardly scraping all our confetti off the floor. Um, anyways, in the shark costume. Uh, he may have removed the shark costume at that point, <laughs> but yeah, that, so, I mean, that gig definitely stands out. Um, I don't know if, it, I don't know if highlight is there. It was a highlight. Oh, let's call it a highlight. Hey yeah. man, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Hindsight highlight. Uh, yeah, I didn't spend too much time in, in pubs as a, as a teenager, so I wouldn't know about sticky floors either, but yeah, no, I've, yeah. who, who how, how would I know that the floor was sticky until you throw a bunch of Turn, torn up paper on it yeah uh i like the uh the effort that you went to to make the confetti was, uh... it was a considerable effort i'm sure there was an easier way but I mean, <laughs> perhaps even just purchasing confetti i'm sure you can buy it from somewhere i'm sure you can too yeah oh well we were on a not, budget not yeah on a budget not mark he goes he goes all out that's right okay so so i made a uh, a run at producing Chasing Clouds. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm i a rhythm section guy. Like, I can play mm-hmm. bass and drums. Yeah. Um, so I have, I play by ear, so I can't always, like, get chords and that kind of stuff. But my family is very gracious, and I try really hard. When I'm working on songs, demos, yeah. beats, anything, I'm playing it in the house. I need to play it around. So I could sit around with my headphones on all day, or I could play it in open air and, yeah, and yeah. people have to listen to it so in the kitchen like washing dishes or cooking or something and playing this playing this demo and just trying to hear what i want to do next with it mm-hmm. and you know we have this kick drum and and just your vocals you know mm-hmm. and i'm just vibing like i would with any song i'm listening to yeah and my wife comes in and says uh, who's this playing I said, "Oh, it's uh, it's Mark Dirksen. I'm uh, I'm trying to do this remix for him." And she's listening, you know, and she says, "Is Mark trying to do a musical?" <laughs> and I yep. paused, and I said, "Oh my gosh, this sounds like a musical." Yeah, this yeah. is a like a you know, so, someone call Lin Manuel Miranda quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've got his newest, his this next piece. And I said, "No, he's not," but I'm already laughing. Yeah. And my wife calls my oldest daughter who totally loves musicals. It's like, <laughs> "Hey Corey, Mark Dirksen accidentally made a musical." <laughs> Which like causes her to run into the kitchen where oh, yeah. she is because A she loves your music and right. B she loves musicals. Yeah. And is like 
totally hooked on this song now. Mm. And and the my older two kids when we're driving in in the car, they they want to hear it, and they suffer a lot from listening to demos. Uh, right. And they're like, "Is this song actually released?" I'm like, "No, it's not." Yeah, yeah. Um, this is you know, I I love I love being in the music business just to hear people's demos that's basically why i'm there yeah and so now i've i'm sort of rolling through my mind of like what would a mark dirksen musical sound like i don't know but i can tell you it would definitely have shark costumes and confetti yes it absolutely would and should Mm -hmm. um so uh maybe we should we should get working on that yeah man (laughs) i you're like working on a play maybe your next uh Next piece could be a musical. musical it's true, play. yeah. Once I get my taste for theater, like you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to do a one-person play in in twenty twenty, and and uh, yeah, then I'll start to incorporate more people in and see if we can develop this thing out. It's the next step. Amazing. All right, my guest has been Mark Dirksen. Mark, where can people find you online? You, yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm I, I'm Mark Dirksen on all those platforms. Lucky enough to be the only guy on the internet with that name right now. Uh, so M A R K D U R K S E N. Fantastic. And uh, I asked people this as well. Your, your creative output in 2020. What are you hoping to do? What are you working on? So right now I'm trying to wrap up a mixtape called Mark Tape and uh, hoping to get that done um, in a few days of this recording or a few weeks rather. And after that, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what's coming. Still uh, hoping to figure out something with Chasing Clouds and a few more songs that are sort of around the theme of dreams and dream chasing and and, uh, that kind of thing. So we'll see what comes out. But uh, right now, Mark Tape is what's in the pipe awesome we we will be on the lookout for it mark thanks so much for joining us today thank you very much john it's been a pleasure peace does anyone know how long this show is going it's 2 a.m and man i gotta work tomorrow morning i'm still going for it it's way past my bedtime See, I'm a 10.30 kind of guy. 11 if I'm feeling edgy on a Friday night. But shows go so late today, I'd be like three on a weekday. That's some other kind of time. Is it a late night or an early morning? Shouts to those out blurring that defining line. No, we're not nocturnal. We're not gerbils or vampires. I am tired, but also kind of fine. See, it's an opportunity to rock it loose and free and be all that you can be. No one watching you scoffing. It's too dark to see anything. Just be careful when you're walking through the streets, okay? And I know I'm taking a risk. It ain't cover charge when I say I'm paying for this. Tomorrow when I wake, it'll hit. Until then, I'll take a stand and I'm raising a fist. I'm out past my bedtime. What you know about me? Feeling so free. I'm out past my bedtime. Keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. I'm out past my bedtime. What you know about me? Feeling so free. I'm out past my bedtime. Keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. Yeah. See, I step into the spot looking stupid fresh and feeling good after putting all the use to rest. Five kids to connect with and then a night drive. When I arrive, man, I better get a high five. Better yet, yeah. can I get a set? set? Blow off some steam and a chance to connect. Don't need to headline. You heard me, die. I'll be blessed if I can get an early slot because around my way, way. the kids don't play. play. They wake early play. and they torture me. They say pitter-patter is the sweetest sound. I'd feel better, better if they were sleeping sound. Yeah, your boy goes hard until the day's end uh-huh. so why would i rap into the am feeling this vibe makes me a new kid that's how much i love music i'm out past my yeah. bedtime what you know about me feeling so free
free. I'm out past my bedtime. We keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. I'm out past my bedtime. What you know about me? Feeling so free. I'm out past my bedtime. We keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. Now everybody say on and on till the break of dawn. On and on till the break of dawn. Say on and on till the break of dawn. On and on till the break of dawn. We say on and on till the break of dawn. On and on till the break of dawn. It goes on and on and on. And... Excuse me if I break to yawn. It's bedtime. Psych. Peter for the late night fill. Fast like food, how I chase my thrills. Uh, I know you rate my skills. White man dancing, I shake like milk. So get up and do what you like, or slouch in the back with a brew. It's alright, everybody in the room is your crew for the night, cause we're all a little loony to ride this out past our bedtime. What you know about me? Feeling so free. I'm out past my bedtime. Keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. I'm out past my bedtime. What you know about me? Feeling so free. I'm out past my bedtime. Keep it going, no sleep. It ain't time to leave. No, no, no. Yo, we're going in tonight. Staying up all the way. Bartender, make me a Shirley Temple. We're doing this right. Yo, shout out to everyone staying up late. It's rap shows. Waking up tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for listening to the John Corbin Podcast. Please let me know what you think of the episode by connecting with me on social media at John Corbin Music, J-O-N-C-O-R-B-I-N. Find out more information about my creative work at johncorbinmusic.com. This episode was edited by Tanya for Smart Creations and supported by people like you at patreon.com slash Corbin. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.